Well, that wasn't a lot of fun. That no, I, you know what? I, I take that back. Well, that could have been better, <laughs> unless you're a Boston Celtics fan. Then uh, you love that game. What was the final score anyway? One twenty-seven, one hundred two, and it wasn't even that close. Well, it was about that margin almost the entire second half. They got it down to seventeen yeah. at one point. Miami did, but that was it. Yeah. Uh, well, you know, this. Well, you know, it was a blowout, but the 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 series is even now uh, in the Eastern Conference Finals. Uh, tomorrow we have – what day is tomorrow? Tomorrow, tomorrow is we Friday. we do not have – Yes, we, well, we'll have baseball here on ESPN Honolulu, UH on their last road trip against UC San Diego. First pitch, I think, 305. Uh-huh. The NBA Western Conference Finals will be on CBS 1500, tip-off at 3 p.m. with Dallas and Golden State. Okay. All right, so that will be on the radio. Just for folks who are driving home looking for the game, send it over to uh, CBS 1500. So we look at this um, game, once again, 127 to 102, and I know that you just heard some analysis all throughout the game. But really, man, what stands out to me is you've got Jason Tatum at 27 points, which is maybe kind of low for him. But then you've got not only, you know, Batman not only has Robin, but he has Catwoman as well. I mean, he's or she's a bad guy. Uh, Bat, Batgirl. Batgirl. I don't know. There's been a bunch of them uh batwoman i don't know if there's a bat girl it was on the tv show yeah commissioner's there was a bat daughter. Girl and batwoman Com- commissioner's daughter was batgirl remember <laughs> you mean the one where they're, they're like pow yeah Wham! of course that oh, realistic awesome. what do you mean like you're laughing you're mocking it almost <laughs> that man had like scrawny batman was so scrawny too Back in the TV show. Pretty much, yeah. Oh, you, uh, Let's go to YouTube. I bet they've got Batman episodes on there. Those it's still classic. on. It's on, I think it's at the IFC channel. Every now and then there'll be a Batman few episodes in a row and once in a while a marathon. And I can't turn away uh, when it's on. Got to watch the Riddler one more time. Uh, uh, all right. So, anyway, uh, Tatum has 27 points, five rebounds, five assists. Good game. But, man, Marcus Smart comes back, the defensive player of the year. Was all about offense today. 12 assists and 24 points. Uh, Jalen Brown, 24 points. Eight rebounds. My goodness. Then you got Grant Williams off the bench with 19. Peyton Pritchard, double figures at 10. And that guy's so yittle. Man, Boston came out, came out, and they came out strong. Here's where I think the first thing that stands out to me when I look at this game, and we know everything you just said, of course, did happen, but three-point shooting for the Celtics, are you kidding me? 50%, 20 for 40, 50%. They shot 51.2 for the game, but for three-pointers, and it's not surprising if you listened or watched, because they were hitting them early, they were hitting them often, especially in that second and third quarter, and it was contagious. But you look at Miami, they only shot 29%, 10 of 34 uh, but the Celtics just could not be stopped or denied with their three-point shooting, and only nine turnovers in the fourteen. That is so. That is so cray cray. You know, it's funny. You look at the the scoring by quarters. This game was over at halftime. Yeah, pretty much. It was over at halftime. Uh, you know, thirty-five to twenty-four, thirty-five to twenty-one, and then you have the game was played even after that. But how much of this game was played with you know guys you've never heard of at the end of the game, right? When they pulled the starters, yeah. it was it was over a long and again, time. Ago. The it was third, a bummer. In the third quarter, though, when Miami got at seventeen, they, even Mike Breen on TV was saying, "Hey, they cut it down to 20. 
when you hear they cut it down to 20 yeah. like that's a positive, then you're still down by 20. I mean, that was just ridiculous. Although Jimmy <laughs> Butler, for both second game in a row, uh, Wednesday, Tuesday, excuse me, he had 17 in the third quarter. Tonight he had 16 in the third quarter. But when you're down by 25 at the half and Boston is keep on uh, continuously hitting those threes, you're not really, you know, doing much with your point production in that quarter. Again, you get it down to 17, a minute later it was 23. So they never got really without, uh, within 20 except for about a minute stretch at best. And you're right, Chris, it was basically over at halftime. These two teams are good. That's why it's a little surprising. I do wonder if the rust factor, I don't know the rust factor, but coming off of game seven affected Boston. Although I said yesterday, when you have three days off, well, like, my, like Dallas had yesterday, yeah. it's not an excuse. But for Boston, game one might have been coming off the emotional game seven 48 hours earlier. Tonight, though, Al Horford, Marcus Smart playing. No rust, no right. letdown, and they were amazing. Yeah, Al Horford, I mean, he's still a guy that you have to account for, right? I mean, he was yeah. four for four from the floor today. So, I mean, he's not your biggest star, but two starters out last game. I don't know. You can't call that rust. You call it, well, two starters out. You're not right. I meant the letdown for them, for the Celtics coming off the game seven, right? Rust was the wrong word there. But the other two starters down on top of that. Yeah, I think that was the main reason, though, because, uh, you know, I mean, look at at Marcus Smart. You, You already know what you lose defensively. You can't really see it in the numbers. But, you know, a guy who puts up 24 points, I mean, yeah, you, you, you missed a complete player. And you know what? Marcus Smart always hits threes in clutch. He's always the guy who plays big. The bigger the game is, the more you get out of Marcus Smart. So that's what you're missing in that first game. How about this for Marcus Smart? You know the plus-minus numbers we look at? He was a plus 31. I mean, Jason Tatum plus 13, Horford 16, Jalen Brown 13, <laughs> again, Marcus Smart plus 31. Hey, Peyton Pritchard plus thirty nine. Hey, he played twenty three minutes. Wow, plus thirty nine. That's amazing as yeah. well. Yeah. So, but you're right about Marcus yeah. Smart. He really stepped up big time. Yeah, offensively too. I, you know, Bam Adebayo. I guess he's not ever going to be an offensive star, but I mean, I remember seeing more offense in the past out of Bam Adebayo. Yeah. Jimmy Butler twenty nine. He's got to do more than that. PJ Tucker's got to contribute. More than five points. He got hurt. He has, I didn't see it. Oh, okay, because he had one. That's why he only played 22 minutes. Yeah, huh? yeah, he had a knee injury. He had, was his one three-pointer from the corner again? From you know what? I don't remember right seeing it. Um, uh, it probably was because that's all he ever shoots from is from that corner. But he had that knee injury, right. and that cost him a little bit in the second half. You know, I uh, question why Tyler Hero. Tyler Hero coming off the bench, but Gabe Vincent starting. Gabe Vincent's a fine player, but Tyler Hero is, I mean, that's a guy that gives it to you 110% on both sides of the floor. I think he's more athletic than Vincent. I mean, Vincent was solid, you know, for an undrafted guy out of uh, Santa Barbara, but at the same time, you got Tyler Hero on the bench playing 24 minutes. Victor Oladipo should maybe be playing a little more, too. Uh, well, the reason uh, Vincent's a point, Hero's a two, so that's one reason. I, I was surprised, Stu. Yeah, um, but you could, but you could, you could, you could play Jimmy Butler as a point. You could have two. True. You could have a couple of shooting guards out there, really. Anyway, sorry, sorry. True, that's true. You're right about that. And one thing about Adebayo, I want to point out, 
he only took six shots, and on uh, Tuesday, I believe it was single-digit shots as well. He can be a good offensive player. I'm not sure if it's Miami not getting him the ball or he's getting lost with Butler taking control, but you got to get more shots out of your big. He is that good. He's an all-star now, and he was basically taken out of the game offensively both Tuesday and tonight, and that's got to change if they're going to win this series. I mean, you can have Butler doing what he's doing, but Adebayo's got to be able to add, and that's – Okay, when you're only taking six shots, you're not going to score that much, obviously. Yeah, basically, after Miami Heat games, Jimmy Butler's got to—he's got to be the star. I mean, he really needs to be. You want to be able to say after the game's over, the Butler did it, but we're not doing it this time. <laughs> hey, he what did, did you think? Of, I didn't—I didn't get a chance. Real quick, um, before we get our traffic update in a second here, I didn't. Um, yesterday, it was—you know—it was a blowout with Miami, uh, Dallas, and Golden State. But Golden State had so they just it was like it was one of those weird nights where they couldn't make a basket. They had open shots. They got open shots to the rim. They got a lot of open threes. I was listening to you yesterday um, um, when you came on after the game. What did you say? They had like 48 three-pointers or 11 something like that? 11 for 48 they shot. Dallas uh, did. Dallas was 11 yeah, for so 48. Yeah, so 48 shots. I mean, they Dallas lives by the three, dies by the three. That's kind of who they are. But, I mean, even Luca, they had a lot of open shots. Even uh, uh, Jason Kidd was saying, hey, you know what? We're not making them. Hopefully we will in the second half. You know how they come back from the third quarter and they interview the coach. And he was saying, like, yeah, hopefully we, you know, we, we can, uh, we're getting the looks, but they're not falling. You know, so mm. he was positive about that. And as a Dallas Mavericks fan, I think, I don't know if there are any here in Hawaii, but I think you have to be positive about that as, hey, they had the looks. They just couldn't, they just for whatever reason, as uh, as the old Les Kiter used to say, in again, out again, Finnegan. I mean, it was uh, how many just rolled around the rim and rolled out, right? Yeah, and I heard Kid after the game saying, you know, that's basketball. That's how it is sometimes. It happens like that. And I don't use the fatigue factor after a Game 7 for Phoenix because their Game 7 was Sunday. They had three days between games. That's a big difference. And their flight, it wasn't like they had to go from Dallas to San Fran. They went from Phoenix to San Fran, maybe an hour-and-a-half flight. So I don't look at the Game 7 fatigue or letdown for Dallas yesterday. Yeah. Golden State didn't but, play well in the first half, but second half it was – the old Golden State Warriors. They're, they're, and they're not flying an hour, even if it was a three-hour flight. They're not flying. They're not flying coach. You know, they're not like, hey, I want the aisles. They, they, they all got their own row. They're in a luxury jet. <laughs> I don't worry about any of these professional athletes flying. All right, we got Don calling up on the show. Hi, Don. How's it going? John. Happy with Sorry, Don, John. Pretty happy with I'm just here. Hello? Hi. Go ahead. Hey, I'm, yeah, I'm pretty happy with the uh, the game today with uh, Boston. I kind of tend to root for uh, like teams like that where they they don't have like a lot of superstars, but you got just a bunch of guys that just work together and uh, you know they play more of a team uh, game on both sides instead of like you know with one or two superstars or something like that. But uh, I was kind of worried after game one the way they got blown out, and then plus you had the, like the the one guy was injured and then uh, Horford was out because of the COVID, but apparently both guys were back today. But uh, the other thing is, it seems like the playoffs are a lot more interesting this year than they have been in other years because you got like uh, emerging stars and more different teams and things going on. Where it's not just the same thing every time. Yeah, you know, and it's like all the all the the, the, the irritating people, the that your Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving. We're not we're not having to deal with them. We're not having to deal with LeBron James. You know, and I'm I'm not a hater of LeBron James, but he gets. 
it, it's a little tiresome to watch him, um, you know, complaining about every non-call that's ever existed while he's on the court. But you've got guys, and I think you, and this is what we were saying the other day, is, you, John, you've got, you've got more stars in the NBA now than you used to have. And these young stars, right. I mean, look at, I was talking earlier about Tyler Hero coming off the bench. Watch him in a couple of years. I mean, he's been, he's been playing for, what, two or three right. years, and that's it? In a couple of years, this guy is going to be an all-star. You've got, if Jason Tatum on the Celtics keeps this up, he's going to be in the Hall of Fame. I mean, it's incredible talent. And all young guys, that's why it makes it fun to watch. Now, if we do something right. about the blowout, I'd be happier. Yeah. Well, the, yeah, but well, yeah, but if it's your team that's doing the uh, blowing out, you'd account. Yeah. That's true. That's true. <laughs> the, 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 the thing uh, that's interesting, though, is, uh, hey, I don't really like like dislike LeBron James either, but I, I just get tired of seeing the same thing every year. That's, you know. So now yeah, it's like yeah. they kind of change it up, and you got different teams in there, and uh, it's, you know, it's a lot more interesting. Yeah, and I so, think anyway, that uh, – be- Right on, John. Thank Thanks. you for calling. And I think that when you look at these two teams, these are both two teams. These are both teams that John would like for the reason of, hey, there are a bunch of young guys working together. I mean, we mentioned that the other day, and I, I'm going to sound like a broken record, but I think it's so cool. They've got eight undrafted free agents on the Miami Heat roster. Eight. And, you know, I mean, that's pretty incredible for a team that's fighting for a chance to go to the NBA Finals. So you really got you know guys that all kind of work together now jimmy butler is kind of the you know the face of the, the the team i would think but at the same time you can see that that guy's a team player he's not full of himself in all of that he's a real team player all right uh hey pga championship is off and one of gary's favorite guys is in the lead we'll discuss coming up on espn honolulu Don't sing with the music. It's very irritating for the listener. Pretty good. Really, did you just say allow your husband? What? Okay, now it's time to actually talk with the music. Oh, sorry. I was reading a text and I don't understand it. It's somebody texted in at when there was no show on today. So let me get back to the text at 808-296-1420. Um, someone keeps calling Kanoa, Kainoa. Maybe that's a spell check. I don't know. Okay, uh, got a text. Thank you very much. From the 495. It says, watch Luca and Tatum. They are major crybabies all the time for calls. I was talking about LeBron James. You know what? Luca, yes, 100% agree. I haven't noticed it in Tatum. I'll watch for that. No, Is yeah, it's Tatum a big a cry difference. Baby? Not anything like Luca. And one thing I, I say this every now and then. The other day, I was watching when games get out of reach. Almost every single player that misses a shot, they're going to complain about it. Almost. 99% of the time, no matter who it is. But Luca, yeah. to be honest, great player. He's more of a whiner than Tatum, hands down. Yeah. Hands down. He's he's so much of a whiner that sometimes it affects his game. And he's had to come on and apologize. Hey, sorry, you know, it's on me. I got out of He can't stop whining. Yeah. Gosh. He does do it too uh, much. Texter goes on to say uh, uh, Steph Curry and Jimmy Butler do not, they don't whine at all. Uh, I don't, I mean, but every player does. I don't know if Curry does. That's a good one. Butler, I've seen do it a little bit. Probably not as much as the others. Curry, yeah. very, he doesn't no, have but to. <laughs> but there's some, but there's some, yeah, because <laughs> he doesn't miss shots. Yeah. Gets, but, yeah. but at the same time, there's some players 
who are every single time they come down the floor, yeah. it's like they, they make the shot and then they want to and one. What? Come on. You know, it's like every time it's like, don't you get to what? You know what? Tape the show and watch yourself. LeBron, watch yourself, please, on television. See how that looks. Yeah. It's, I, really, I, it's really, really, I, I, I get fatigued watching these players. They had Robert Williams mic'd up today in the second quarter. They played it, and after Jack, after Jason Tatum made her lay up, Robert Williams was like, and one. <laughs> I mean, he's not even the guy who took the shot. Usually the guy that takes the shot says, and one. He's saying it in the middle, and it wasn't an and one. It wasn't even close. I'm surprised yeah, they actually but, played that on the air. But he wasn't complaining, was he? Yeah. He was saying, oh, and one. He was saying just, they should have been a foul on that. Tatum made the layup. Yeah, but and how did he make one. it? So you mean he just went whoop, whistle and one? Well, there was no whistle. There was no whistle because it wasn't a foul. He just said and one. I mean, he wasn't screaming or yelling, oh. but he did yell it out. I mean, yeah, he thought there should have been yeah, a foul. That's, but that's not that's not hands points palms pointed upwards going come on. Yeah, and, and it's like yeah. oh here comes the ball. They're running down the floor. Right. Get your butt down there and play defense. Ugh. Every game it happens and it bothers me too. I mean, it's almost funny. Because they do it no matter every shot. I mean, it's, it's again, that's over 90% of the shots in a game right. that are missed. And, people but complain. You know, you know what the problem is? All the eight-year-olds out there are watching. And they're going to do that when they go down at I-9. They're going to start doing that. They're going to do that. They already probably they already do it in a lot of high schools, depending on what school you go to. You know, it's it's, yeah. it's out of hand. Look at me. I, I, I sound like Nick Saban now. Ah, it's out of hand. The oh, boy. I upset. We'll get into that. But you're right about that, the, the message it sends. I mean, how many kids now, they'll hit a three-point, they'll hold up the three fingers, they'll do what the NBA players do. It's it's tough. Yeah, but that's okay. That's I mean, you, you're you in football, you, you you make a touchdown, you spike the ball. Nothing wrong with, you know, celebrating like the pros. Oh, spiking the ball is fine, but sometimes people go a little too far. I don't know about football. you put up your three fingers, what's wrong with that? They do that. That's you get That irritates you? Doesn't really irritate me. Just noticeable. I'm sorry. That... I'm, sorry I'm sorry. I was standing on your lawn. No. You just said you didn't like the over-celebrating either. It's just that they're. What, it, what it, did it, I say I don't like over-celebrating? You said a few minutes ago how people do things and they don't need to so a power that wasn't oh, that wasn't over celebrating i wasn't talking about celebrating i was talking about complaining but nba players i think kids the kids look up and imitate negative. them celebrating is positive but act like you've been there before to quote uh barry sanders oh stop it you're quoting a guy from 1989 step off the lawn stand <laughs> on the sidewalk if you're anywhere near Gary Dickman, all right, uh, we didn't get a chance. We, more, on, I want to, I want to touch base on some pretty exciting things in the PGA Championship. That's coming up on ESPN Honolulu. So the uh, PGA Championship underway. A lot of big names uh, with uh, red numbers on the uh, leaderboard today. Uh, Tiger Woods. Tiger Woods started out great. Tiger Woods started up first first eight holes. Tiger was on it. Then something happened. He hurt his leg, and he started getting frustrated mentally, and uh, ended up, you know, really scrambling. A couple of bogeys, a birdie, a couple of more bogeys. Anyway, this is a par seventy course. So Tiger Woods shot a seventy four today, four over par. From the way it looks, he was walking. Does not look like this is going to be a happy weekend for Tiger. It's almost like, you know, if you're not, if you're going to be, you can make the cut maybe, but if you're so far behind, if I was Tiger, I would just withdraw if he does, in fact, even make the cut. But 
Um, you know, you got Rory McIlroy. This this uh, this day today really favored the morning golfers. The afternoon guys had a tough time. But Rory McIlroy, who is in Tiger's group, uh, is five under. And Will Zalatoris. Now, this guy is a, a brand-new golfer. I think last year he broke out on the scene when he was, I believe, runner-up in the Masters. And you didn't hear much from him after that. But Will Zalatoris, this is a, this guy's a great golfer. He shot a 66 today. Him and uh, journeyman Tom Hoagie are four under. But Zalatoris, I mean, the way that guy hits a guy's got to be 120 pounds soaking wet. And he can just crack that ball. Uh, Justin Thomas, again, 150 pounds, hits at 370 yards. Justin Thomas, who was having, uh, JT's having some, I don't know if it was, uh, if, he, if he's had a cold or allergies or whatever it is, but he was struggling a little bit, it looked like. But he ended up. Uh, you know, uh, tied for fourth with Cooch, Matt Kucher, Mexico's Abraham Answer, all at three under today. Um, and then you got a bunch of guys, uh, a bunch of guys at uh, two under, and some folks at one under, but uh, some big names who need to step it up a little bit. Well, Tony Finau was one under. Now, if he can put it together, he's only four shots off the lead. When you look at him, he's tied for 16th, but, you know, everything's bunched up right now. It's the first day. Other names out there uh, today, Shane Lowry was even. Max Homa, who just won a couple of weeks ago, was even today. Victor Hovland, um, Gary Woodland, even today. Let's see. Ricky Fowler is uh, Ricky Fowler, Jason Day, Scotty Scheffler, Harold Varner, all of them plus one today and uh justin rose by the way is plus one alex Checa is playing in the pga championship that's interesting uh he's not bad for you know a, a, a guy from the champions tour at two over today john daly is two over hopefully he signs his scorecard jordan spieth and bubba watson a disappointing plus two on the day today but um I always like to look who's last place just for fun. Oh, <laughs> some guy named Sean McCarty is uh, 12 over. Zach Oakley at 11 over is like, oh, at least I'm not in last place. But anyway, you can catch coverage of the uh, PGA Championship on CBS 1500 tonight at 7 o'clock. Uh, it is the, what is the show called at 7 o'clock? It's uh, called P P PGA Tonight. PGA Tonight. The P oh, Okay, PGA Championship Tonight. That'll be on at 7 o'clock tonight, kind of a wrap-up of the show. You can catch it at 7 o'clock on this radio station or at 8 o'clock on CBS 1500. Uh, or you can just listen to it twice. That's kind of fun. I do that all the time. It's uh, 540 with Sports Animals. This is ESPN Honolulu. You know, I see Brooks Kepka 5 over. I know Bryson DeChambeau wasn't able to participate. I guess he still has that wrist injury. I yeah, saw it's this. A scar. There's a scar that is exactly where he goes to hit the ball. So he felt okay, and he was. It was every day was day to day how he felt when he woke up, and he just couldn't play. He can't, can't do it. Yeah, so too bad. Sorry. You know, I know John Daly was in the first group early this morning, and I saw this on Twitter. I don't think it was a joke. And Will Brinson wrote on Twitter the final tally of literally everything John Daly put into his body over the first round today. He wrote twenty one cigarettes, twelve diet coke, six packs of peanut M and M's, and no water. Is I know it might be a dumb question. Is that a joke or is that something that could really be consumed by john daly 
I don't know. I hear stories that all he does is smoke cigarettes and drink Diet Coke. I know that's quite a few. <laughs> well, it's 12, 12 Diet Cokes. He basically drinks Diet Coke instead of water, right? Yeah, yeah. So that's over, you know, what, four hours? He's drinking, you know, he's got three an hour or something. And but I mean, cigarettes. if you're the you're the caddy, basically you got to carry around a twelve pack of Diet Coke. <laughs> it's not that light, right? Yeah. And uh, is someone handing to him in the in the crowd. I mean, where where is he getting all the Diet Cokes? How many cigarettes? Twenty one cigarettes, six packs of peanut M and M's as well. Wow. So the uh, the cigarette. So he, uh, over a pack of cigarettes. And a 12-pack of Diet Coke as he's going around. Now, I've known people to drink a 12-pack of beer <laughs> in a round of golf. But, yeah, that's, that's, that's scary. Who did, who, do you, who, do you, who did you think was going to win? I know you're a Rory McIlroy fan. Who are, you, who are you cheering for? Who do you think is going to win? Now, Scotty Scheffler, you know, obviously world number one. But um, I'm, I'm, you know, I I like, we were talking about it, I, I one of the guys I favored to win i thought would be hideki matsuyama because he's been playing so hot lately but uh he's plus two today but still he can catch up i looked at jordan speed before the tournament started i just i know yeah. he, he was doing, yeah. doing well last year last week in his kind of hometown in his backyard at the byron nelson i always think he's got a good chance looks like he's doing well lately where he had that little stretch a year or two ago where he wasn't in the top five or ten but then i looked right. at threesome trying to pick a threesome and the one i looked at maybe getting a winner out of it was hideki matsuyama tony finau and xander shopley i thought maybe one of those guys yeah. could possibly do it and more so matsuyama yeah i don't know about shopley and finau has been finau has this has not been his year uh so far you know i just i don't like it it's scotty scheffler is so cool though you know that i mean he can make a move very very easily i like victor hovland you know final was one under though so he's only three shots off the lead within range within yeah within distance oh for for sure he's in range but he's got to keep it together now will zolatoris is minus four but i mean he's made a couple of putts over 25 feet for birdie today so easily he could be minus two instead of minus four all right our number is 808-296-1420 and uh we got some texts and let's see uh let's see here we go here's one a few years ago when i was officiating a high school basketball game the entire bench of one prominent school was yelling and and one after every play <laughs> the problem is it's allowed by the coaches and the fans and their parents and uh, here's another one that says, Chris, what's your fascination with Scotty Scheffler? You know what? Scotty Scheffler is like, to me, is like Patrick Cantlay. The guy's like a robot. I mean, he's like the, uh, what, what was that Arnold Schwarzenegger? The Terminator. Terminator. I mean, the, he's like the Terminator. I mean, the guy just not getting get too high, doesn't get too low. He's just, he's the number one golfer in the world. And he's risen up so fast. That's my fascination with him. Um Here's one. It says, good points, Chris, about over-celebrating. I can't stand guys flexing on the sidelines on every play. It's become the norm now with the younger guys. That was actually Gary, who doesn't like the... <laughs> yeah. the I don't know it doesn't bother me a lot. It's just very noticeable. I think it's unnecessary at times, but, you know, it doesn't bother me, really. Junior, is that, is that you on the line, Junior? Hey, good to hear you guys on the air together. Right on. Anyway, just wanted to say... um. Really enjoyed the show, and this, um, the last time you both of you guys were out, 
the Keeganator and Tanner did the show, you know. So I that was like a, that was like a month a ago. Shout out. Oh yeah, a long time ago, long time ago. So I called them the Cannibals to be maybe do a show after the Animals at six. Anyway, that was just my suggestion. Anyway, <laughs> okay. Anyway, just wanted to talk about the uh, Rory McIlroy, and yes. I think he is going to be ready because he's focused. So unless we have somebody like uh, Jordan Spieth or one of those other young guns, don't you think that Rory has a big chance, Chris or Gary? Yeah, I think that I think because he can drive the ball so long and he's driving long, his driving is what's what's doing it for him today. So with this course, and I'm just kind of repeating Black. what he said with with this course, he can he can drive it a long way. And, you know, you really get rewarded if you can uh, – I don't know what his tee to greens and all of that were today, but uh, he was driving well, and that's why he's five under. He also had the advantage of going in the morning, which is, he's got to yep. go in the afternoon yep. tomorrow, so we'll see how right. he does in the afternoon. Well, I think it's uh, like they say in golf, yeah? you got to drive for, you know, drive for show, but you got to putt for the dough. So hopefully I'm going with Rory, but even though I really want Tiger to – Finishing the top ten. Yeah. Anyway, right thanks Thank, a lot. You thanks guys. for calling. All right, man. Thank you. Yeah. I mean, Colin Morikawa. This is a great course for Colin Morikawa, but it's like Colin, you got to make a putt. Come on, Finau and Morikawa. Can you guys just practice your putting, please? <laughs> Hello. Was... You play to win the game. <laughs> Sorry. I was listening to CBS fifteen hundred earlier during the broadcast, which was really entertaining, yeah. and they were saying the weather is supposed to get a lot well, colder over the next few days. They expect the cut line to be plus two, maybe oh. plus three, but they said that could affect some golfers over the weekend with the cold weather coming in. Well, it's going to affect Tiger Woods. Is what it's going to yeah, affect yeah, if bet. he's playing on the weekend. Tiger likes warm. His his creaky bones. You know, this is a this is a reconditioned leg that he's walking on. It doesn't like the cold weather. So, anyway, yeah, I hope for the best for Tiger. But, uh, anyway, if you're just tuning in, Tiger shot. It's a par 70 course, so it was four over, 74 today. So he's nine strokes back of Rory. I don't think he's going to catch him. He looked so good in the beginning, and something he did just tweaked his leg, and then it was all downhill after that for Tiger, really. Anyway, hey, you know, one of the things I was listening to the uh, – Let's talk sports with Kanoa Leahy and his pal Billy Hull on the radio today. Very entertaining from noon to one. And they were talking about this Nick Saban thing. I know you've got thoughts on that. Yeah. Well, I, is, I, it a, is it a Nick Saban thing or is it a Jimbo Fisher thing? It's a Nick Saban thing, and I was upset hearing this yesterday. We just mentioned it very briefly as the notification started coming out. Hearing more about it over the night and hearing what Jimbo Fisher had today, had to say today. Now, for, it's not folks th who, for folks who don't know what you're talking about, set it up. Nick Saban, just, he was with some businessmen trying to do a, I guess he was at a fundraiser yesterday and answering a question for seven minutes. I don't know what the exact question was, but he said at Texas A&M, they bought every player they've got. They have the number one recruiting <laughs> class. We were second. They bought every player player which is a really strong accusation to make yeah. there when Nick Saban and Alabama said they are players only got 25 million to share or 25 players shared at the 30 million excuse me he talked about that he said look at Jackson State they got a division one player who went there for a million dollars look it up it's in the paper now Deion Sanders is the coach Travis Hunter is the player who reneged on his verbal commit to Florida State and is going to Jackson State where Dion is Dion was talking about Dion was talking about it last night how much of a lie it was uh 
I don't know if he talked to Saban today, but he said he wants to, where Jimbo Fisher, when he talked today to the media, really um, adamant with his comments, saying, we're done. He told me last night I'm not going to answer the phone, and he should look basically <laughs> in his own closet. I'm paraphrasing oh, yeah. that comment there. No, 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 don't paraphrase that comment, because that was re- what really stuck out for me is what he said. He said, you guys don't know. I know Nick Saban. I've worked with Nick Saban. I know him, and he is, you know, he, the stuff he's done that you don't know about is despicable. You know, so that's like he's saying all along, all these years, Nick Saban's been a cheater. That's what he came out and said. Yeah, yeah. You guys would be shocked if you found out the things that he did. That's crazy. So today, Nick Saban came out and apologized. He said, I'm sorry to Dion. I'm sorry to uh, Jimbo Fisher and somebody else I think he accused of some Anyway, but he came out and said, sorry, oh, I'm just frustrated with the name, image, and likeness thing. To piggyback off of what Kanoa Leahy said is, you're not sorry about that. You're sorry that you're losing in the NIL game. Yes. You're losing because they got a better recruiting class than you, and you don't know how to handle it. Which is really, really sad, and I, I maybe lose respect for Nick Saban with these comments. I mean, he's backtracking today. Somebody on Twitter said the A&M Alabama game has been rescheduled for this Saturday, which would be great. But they do play each other, I think, in late September, which makes that game more interesting. Well, I'm not sure if it'll die down a lot. But Nick Saban was out of line. He was out of line. He was wrong. Yeah. And it's ironic. He was at a fundraiser trying to solicit funds from business people to help give money to his players in a way. When no, you think about you it. No, 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 he wasn't. He might have been, but that's not, you can't have a fundraiser. The university can't have a fundraiser to raise money for NIL. The university, Technically, no. Yes, of course not. But he can't. I, yeah, maybe he can talk to somebody and with nudge, nudge, wink, wink. How about a mill? I need another quarterback after Bryce is gone. You know yeah, what? you can yeah. do that. You can do that. But don't say he was at a fundraiser to raise money. Well, he was trying to get money out of for more boosters, raise, not for NIL, raise, not for NIL. No, raise money for the program. Yeah, and that, that's but okay. it's basically the same thing. He's trying to solicit money. What did Jimbo Fisher do? What did any coach do? They try to get business people to donate money. I, I mean, the NIL is a scary thing. We know it's going to get probably altered as far as some rules in there. We've been hearing about it. We'll find out more in June. But all in all, Nick Saban was really out of line. I'm glad Jimbo Fisher attacked him and defended himself the way he did. And I'm an A&M fan, so maybe that's more so. But I didn't like Nick Saban, what he said. And I think a lot of people, I would think, would agree that he was out of line. Yeah, I think they do. But basically, they're all cheaters. Fisher cheats. Saban cheats. Dabo Sweeney's trying to cheat. He's just not getting as successful as some of these guys are. They're cheating at Michigan. Jim Harbaugh, they're all cheating. We're not able to cheat because we don't have the resources. Really, what you're getting is the top the top five schools. They're all playing the game, and that's how you're going to win a national championship now. Some of these old-timers, just like the basketball old-timers, they're going to be gone soon because they don't like playing this game. Right. Anyway, will we see you tomorrow? We will not see you tomorrow. Uh, we'll see you next week, I guess. Tomorrow, okay. Rainbow Baseball here on ESPN Honolulu. Uh, the basketball game will be on CBS 1500. See you next time. Bye-bye.